Hey guys, Barney here with a little update. I want to give a quick thanks to AB Universe for sponsoring The Big Top. Taking over production responsibilities has been a huge undertaking, and I'm extremely grateful to have such a fantastic sponsor, whose products I have used for years and can personally vouch for. You can now use my promo code BIGTOP to get 10% off your order at abuniverse.com. That's abuniverse.com. Thanks again to ABU for sponsoring this podcast. I believe these are my whitey socks. And welcome to The Big Top. I am your host, Barney, and today I am joined by my friend, Scritch, who chats with me about everything from hypnosis to trauma, as we finalise our plans for Doggy Weekend. Quick warning, this episode contains descriptions of drug use, so please be careful and look after yourself if that's a close-to-home topic. As promised later on in this episode, today's story time is actually going to be my own, since Scritch and I didn't get the time to cover my recent travels. I still want to hear your stories, and in fact, I'm going to start offering blue sky codes to stories that really jump off the page. So if you needed a push to send that thing in, now's the time. So, the day before I left for the States, I was visited by Kaiser's pup, K2, who struck the match of my puppet fetish by using me as a dildo and making fun of me to keep me hard as he butt-sucked a load out of me. And boy, was it hot not being allowed to move like that. As soon as I arrived in San Jose to stay with the wonderful rubber lover, he got to work turning me into his rubber clown doll and gagged me with this huge Red Bull gag to match my nose, then bound and plugged me for my first ever e-stim experience, which was heavenly, then suspended me like a puppet and milked me for the first of three loads I was to give him to avoid being locked in chastity. He immediately attached the milking machine to me after I came and bound me with heavy restraints while hypnotically teasing me into begging for release from behind my gag. He got to work conditioning me to come whenever I hear a clown horn, but through all this overstimulation and confusion, he did something incredible. I don't know what exact combination of things going on achieved this, but I actually came without orgasming. He managed to ruin my orgasm in such a way that I didn't even notice I had ejaculated, and only found out about it afterwards when he showed me the footage. A lot of firsts happened on this trip. He then decided to shave his new toy from the neck down like a real action figure, and even wrote his name on the bottom of my foot, which very quickly ended up with him successfully milking that third load from me. Only to put me in chastity anyway, since the horny folks on Twitter kept begging for it. It was actually surprisingly scary getting locked again. That familiar panic came back as he put it on, but once it was there, I was just an action figure. And he really had me believing he was going to send me off like that, but let me out just at the last minute. I always have an amazing time with him, but man, this was hot. I then headed to San Francisco to meet a couple of crinkle butts and stayed with Leather Paladin and his sea of Digimon plushies, which was like Nirvana for me. Had some fun clown play and met up with Donkey Dope, who took me out after we went to an improv show, and I got to experience Powerhouse and the Eagle, which I have to say was actually kind of a disappointment. I didn't realize that so the Eagle isn't a brand, just that independent venues use the name like a mantle. So although it's the original, it is nothing like the experiences I've had in Manchester's Grand Venue or London's Cozy Pub. It's more of a dive bar with kind of like a seedier element to it, kind of like a cruising bar. But then I left the States uh, and more puppet fun occurred in Berlin. First, I started getting more into leather, learning how to clean it picking up the final piece of my new leather clown outfit and got dressed in full biker leathers. For the last day of the Ferienlager, I was dressed as a leather cowboy and not allowed to speak unless someone pulled the cord around my neck that hung down my back like a puppet string. I even enjoyed some play fighting and newer experiences with bondage, pain, and some protocol. I also had an interesting time at New Action, although that's a story I'll tell in next week's episode. Most exciting news is that I've been asked to return in a couple weeks for a photo shoot that I am really honored to be a part of and will give more details on in the coming months. All that said, if you would like to rate and review, I won't stop you. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm not going to tell you what not to do. If you want to rate and review, especially on Apple Podcasts, who am I to judge? Today, the circus is in Leeds, England, and I invite you to join me as we go under the big top.
There is no ending. No, there's no beginning. There is no end. You know, it's all very that. I need to remind you that I was born in the new millennium. I'm not... I... Okay. Listen, you don't need to make me feel old. Like, I'm already old inside. I'm not making you feel old. I'm just reminding you of the significant gap of how... Significant! Significant! We're like the same... You're like, what, six years my senior? That's an old-timey term, yeah? I can, I can, I can be cool with the adults. I'm. I, uh, do you know what? I'm used to being the young person. Like I'm normally the young person in the room. Well, I'm in my twenties. Like, do, like, how far? Well, like I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Like, sure, like, queen. Like thirties coming to the horizon. Do you know what? I'm sorry. It's 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 turning into my least favorite time of year, and I'm really struggling. It's not even dark yet it's just mm-hmm. so overcast that it's like dark in the house and my joints are a bit cold so i've had to put on a jumper which i used to be morally opposed to because i feel that we should all have houses that retain heat to the extent that we can be naked inside of them you know when it's cold however affording heating is a whole nother issue so i will i will at this stage of my life in my late 20s thank you very much <laughs> resign myself to putting on this fashionable jumper however right. i it, it it i've just put it on and this is the first jumper that like i've worn for a long time so i'm 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 i feel like i'm in mourning for the summer see i'm in celebration of the summer because i'm the exact opposite like with me and my like spanish jeans and filipino jeans like i it's just hot everywhere is warm i can walk from here to like the store which is like a five minute walk in 13 degree heat or cold 13 degree cold and i will still come back dripping with sweat no i i have that problem i will i i don't know what happened to me i used to be like a lithe you know human and then i turned i'd say about 23 i just stopped being able to regulate my body temperature in a normal way so i will sweat profusely in this room especially Mm. and then open the window immediately freeze close the window. It's just a cycle of cold sweating. And you know what doesn't help? It doesn't help that every person we seem to know is in fucking Gran Canaria. And yes, I was invited to come along and there's even... (laughs) Come. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The youth of today, so immature. I was invited and it's like, oh, we've got a room in a villa, like you don't have to pay. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, but flights are 200 quid and I've just been traveling for a month and a half and I would have to have flown the day after I arrive after having already done that. So instead, we're going to settle for you driving me and my mates up to Manchester. I'm excited about that. I am excited about that. Except there is a bit of chaos because I can't seem to do anything that doesn't have an element of chaos to it. So I'm going up for Doggy Weekend but don't have a ticket to any of the Doggy Weekend events, which is fine by me because there are several people that I'm going to try and squeeze in this is the other thing is like i won't have time to chill because i want to see all the people that i want to see and i have a whole day where i'm going to newcastle and coming back yeah there's no beginning there is no end but yeah i i feel that because like i'm because i'm still because i don't know when the timetable is coming out and i've actually spoken with um handler gordon who is on the team for it he doesn't know when the timetable is coming out. I know roughly what events <laughs> rough of roughly what events will be taking place. I'm sorry, it's, this is going to happen now for the rest of the. I'm okay with it. I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I he he doesn't know when the timetable comes out. I have a rough idea of what events are going to be taking place, but I don't know. There's not really as much of a comparison because this is going to be my second ever doggy weekend, and the first time I went, I went. I was in a hotel in i think closer to stratford than manchester so it's like a good 30 minutes by tram just to get from point a to point b Mm. that's weird actually because my experience of manchester my very limited experience of going there once um has been that everything is within walking distance and so it's actually uh, whatever i'm I'm I mean, so it... mad about putting on this jumper. You don't understand. <laughs> like it's re- like I was so excited to do this, mm-hmm. and now I feel like I might cry. If you cry, can you at least make sure you have like a screen capture so you can put it on Twitter for content? I'm tr- I'm trying to practice crying. Yeah. So getting some crying content would actually be great. 
like there's crocodile tears, but I need you to channel your clown tears. That's what oh, we want to see. Oh, I scream. No, I do like a good sob. I had a tactical cry not very long ago, and that's a real... That's that's when I get the real, you know, big sort of juicy, the gushy, you know. That's when mm. I get the big ones out because that's yeah. when I, I. That's how I used to like exclusively cry to like. Um, not to turn this into like therapy time, but trust me, there's a lot of more heavy topics that I'm probably going to end up talking about. So, oh my god, yay! Well, <laughs> well, me first. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, go. I'm interrupting. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I'm 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 poor, and so I. I I'm taking a non um uh what's the fucking word non willing break from therapy um but yeah that's when I get like I'll get a YouTube video of like um you know saddest moments from Buffy the Vampire Slayer to pair with a, a, a glass of wine and a cry and then I'll I'll pair it with a glass of wine and have a cry and then I'm good for like a few you know months for me it's um listening to Mitski non Mitski and Dodi nonstop who are they uh, young people or Oh, you know, I think they're relatively young. I think they're close to your age, actually. Um, but they're compared to the mainstream, they're like small artists. Um, Dodie's like a UK-based artist. She used to be a YouTuber as well, and her sort of music is about femininity and discovering yourself and social anxiety. Oh god. Um, Mitski is like I have mummy issues. That that's what that person. And is. I'm lonely, and I'm probably oh. going to die with like five cats. Oh, I like that vibe. I like that vibe. I like the idea of dying around, like being surrounded by cats as I die. But why be surrounded by cats when you could be surrounded by us pups? Hello. No, I'd feel like that would annoy me. Well, you are going to have me around for a whole day, so I hope you have that social battery prepared for. Oh, this, <laughs> this. I, I will. I will. I'll charge it, and then I have to be in a car with you as I drive to fucking ventures. Why do I just say yes to things? Not that I'm complaining. This will be super fun. But like, I didn't think about it. I said yes traveled came back and was like can we have a phone conversation about this because i don't even know if it's possible in in which i was like no i can't do this yes i can do this no i can't do this okay we're doing it <laughs> <laughs> because for us neurodivergence <laughs> it's for us neurodivergences we'll try and build a bridge when we get to it but i don't know how to get to the river i just also like become distracted i don't know if i have undiagnosed adhd but i i just oh, you definitely very... have adhd okay thanks you're cool. welcome Cool. I'm glad that this is like diagnosis corner and that like we're we're here to be med- medical experts. <laughs> Disclaimer, this podcast is not a uh Disclaimer is this podcast is run by a clown. None of this is real. <laughs> run please please go see a doctor. Unless the dentist, in which case you can't afford it, go to Turkey. Yeah, actually there are actually don't take any of my advice. Actually, I I think that within the last twenty minutes, I've experienced a spike of seasonal affective disorder that has like slapped me across the mouth. I didn't need to slap myself across the mouth, but I did it. No, but you can do it um, again. I love it. Let me do it without the headphones, so I don't like. Okay, but I like a real. Ah, oh, you know, I just realized you didn't hear that. I had like a full visceral reaction. Ooh, okay. Hmm. I you know I yeah. like to. I can take it. I can take it from myself. Oh, I'm sure you can. Not emotionally. <laughs> I hey, listen. I cried in front of my boyfriend. That's that's pretty big. Hey, I had a rant to my boyfriend. So hey, hey. it's only been what? Like how long have we? Oh god, ten minutes. No, no, no. The calendar. How long have we been together? Let's look at the calendar. Okay. It's October twenty twenty three. So we disagree, but I'd say that's about. Um, oh my god! Yeah, that's like eight years. No, seven years, maybe. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm not exactly sure when I officially went out with my partner. We disagree. So it could be closer to six. I mean, it's... I think currently I have the closest guess because we kind of agreed we started, like, actually, you know, being... I was going to say brother and sister. No, um, being being partners. Um, I hate the idea. Do you know what? If I wasn't... If we weren't doing this whole thing... I just don't. Uh, oh. <laughs> Thank you. I, you're going to have to supply all the comedy content because apparently I'm just like grumpy as fuck now that it's like <laughs> October. Um, I don't think I would do this whole relationship thing if I if we weren't. I just like, I feel like I got not sucked into it, but like I was 
discovering this about myself when we got together, I was like, I just don't get this thing. I'm just, mm. I've never given a fuck. I, like in the sense that I, I, I really have no desire to do this whole social song and dance. Um, and then he was like, okay, but what if we did? <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. Took a bit of convincing, but I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. Funny that I was the one like chasing him when I was, you know, like a fresh faced whatever. And then it turned around. Fuck. Hard today. You're in Lincoln, right? No, I'm in Leeds now. Okay. Why, why are you making that face? Like, why are you making like, that? I don't know. This is the face I've got. It's going to be like pulling teeth. I, apparently, I'm miserable. This is great content. <laughs> How are we crediting you, Pup Scritch? Uh, just Scritch. Like, I've grown beyond being simply a pup. Like, it started okay. with me being a pup, and now I'm a whole... Now you've, like, found your fucking person. Oh my god, yeah. I don't like... I don't. We need to stop calling each other out. Actually, no, I, I don't mind person when it's, like, when you're talking about an animal. Because I feel like I don't like owning... I don't like the language around ownership of a, another being. I think this episode might be a bit fucking dour. <laughs> I think you need to like. Well, full disclosure, I did like. I've been listening to a couple of your other episodes, and I think it was the one you had with Lucky, where you were like, "Oh, it's it's been a while since we had like a heavy episode." Welcome to the heavy episode. Yes, get into it. We're not here to be happy. We're not here to entertain you, listener. This clown is sad, and you're gonna sit and appreciate it. You're not gonna get refunds. This is the big top. You want to go to a different... You want to go to someplace happier? Go to Leeds Fest. I don't care. This is a therapy session. It's my party. I can cry if I want. Oh, don't go to Leeds Fest. Actually, yeah, don't go because it's all like 15-year-olds posing as 16-year-olds and they're all on like... I'm so triggered by teenagers. You're not at that age yet, but I'm so triggered by teenagers. Oh, no, no, no. I'm already at that we age. Need to, we, I... need to stop. we need to stop. It needs to stop. Look, need I, to stop. I was a very... I, I've also realized that partially what it is is that I, I'm hungry. <laughs> That's made me really yeah. irascible. I'm certainly an irascible. I just need I'm, some food. I'm sure we could take like a break at some point and like just... Nah, we'll be done. Nah. We'll be done before seven, and then we can whatever. Um, we can what? We can whatever. Oh. But um, yeah, teenagers need to stop showing up in like they need to stop showing up in adult spaces. People need to stop talking to teenagers. That's not. Uh, yeah, that definitely needs to be more of a divide because oh my days. Do you know what I I I say this and then I'm like God fuck the kind of teenager that I was. I also do feel for, I guess, weird teenagers in general, because it's so fucking hard. And like, Mm. you really think that you're an adult. Like, I remember being 14 and being like, well, no, I mean, (laughs) no, no, you were like that. You were exactly like that. Like that. But I was, you know, and then I sort of worked on that speech impediment. But it it was more that like, I was like, "Ah, well, I can do whatever I want because I, you know, I've done adult things now. So so I'm an adult, and it's like, drinking and smoking and doing drugs doesn't... Those aren't good. You're not... Don't do drugs. Life's hard. Don't do drugs. Hey, well, here's the thing. I'm not going to tell people what they should and shouldn't do. However, I used to do a lot of drugs. And I have been clean for five years. I also used to be Congrats. a chain smoker. And I actually I quit smoking a little bit before I stopped doing drugs. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but I don't know. I, I always had like a really... I don't want to say healthy outlook or relationship with drugs because that makes it sound like there is one. But I remember the first time I got high, seeing as we're doing trauma episode. Yeah, no, it's funny now, like thinking about it, because it's just so, so like I'm a teenager and like I never, the one thing I never did was um, psychedelics because I have night terrors. I was very, very, very affected by horror films as a kid. I've since come round to them, but at the time I was just like, I'm going to have nightmares and it's always going to be horrible. I won't be able to go to the bathroom in the dark, blah, blah, blah. I just know that I would trick myself into having a bad time. Like I would worry that I was going to have a bad time so much that I wouldn't be able to stop myself from thinking about like freaking myself out. And then I would freak myself out. Mm -hmm. And so I never did psychedelics. However, I was all about uppers because... My biggest fear when I was a teenager was that I would get drunk and blurt out that I wanted to, you know, have sex with clowns. And so drugs were like, oh, I maintain 
such a level of awareness and control, but I can feel amazing and not have a hangover. I never had a bad come down, which is like, I know a lot of people have bad come downs, but I was just all about the uppers. So I started my first time doing drugs ever. I started with MDMA. Mm -hmm. I took a bomb of MDMA before I'd smoked weed, before I'd done cocaine, anything like that. Right. So all of those things afterwards were kind of like, meh. But I remember having this moment where I actually, I changed my, I, 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 there's a photo of me that night and my face looks like something out of a horror movie. It's brilliant. But I remember like the first thing I did was I called my mom and I was like, hey, don't worry. You don't need to pick me up. I'm having a great time. Um, and then I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, and to be fair, I think this is kind of like a mature, this is my first thought when I'm, I've, I've come up. I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, okay, self. We're going to go and have fun in a second, but first, just quickly. Like, I had this whole conversation to myself. Uh-huh. Where I was like, this is the best I have ever felt in my entire life. And this is probably the best I am ever going to feel in my entire life. And that has to be okay. Because otherwise, this is going to be a huge problem for me forever. Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of like, okay, glad that we've accepted that. Now go have fun. And then it meant that the next time, I was like... You know, I I give it a couple months and then like do a bomb like that again. But it never was like as great as that. They say that. I mean, yeah, the first time is kind of always the best because it, it it is fresh. I did have to start like upping the dose, and that's when it's like I you end up chasing it and you're never gonna get it, and it's more and more money, and you know, mm. higher volume is more dangerous and blah 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 blah. And also, you don't know what people are cutting it with and stuff and blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. Um. There's loads and loads of, of, of things. And there's so many reasons not to do it as well. And and, and the highly addictive property is like number fucking one. Mm-hmm. I think I really got out largely unscathed in the way that I was like very casual about it. And then yeah. eventually, it's just one day I was like, no, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> one day I, I literally yeah. was just like, no, thank you. So for, for me, like my sort of like journey with uh, drugs started with um weed as most youths of this generation do yeah fair um like i'd never touched not even alcohol mm. and by this time i think i was like 16 sorry to interrupt you immediately but yes. just quickly alcohol is like the wor- like i love alcohol alcohol yeah. is like the worst one i mean for your it's not I, worth it i say it's good for the soul but like it is bad for my body my body knows it my body hates what I do to it? Do you get like, the shits when you have when you drink alcohol? Of or is course. That just yeah, of it's course. it's so like it doesn't matter. It's this is so it's very annoying for me because I with the events that I go to, there are bars they sell alcohol. I'm like, cool, I can just have one drink, one drink to get me a little bit tipsy, make me feel a little bit more confident. Not gonna drink to get drunk because I can't get drunk with alcohol. Weirdly, all it takes is a single shot of Malibu to undo an hour of douching. And the tab of emodium I've taken to make sure that it stays like that. Ah, uh, I'm sorry. I forgot. Yeah. We have different... Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I also have, like, a mild lactose intolerance, so I can't even have bubble tea on the day where I need to, like... Also, ugh, bubble tea freaks me out. I've never had Okay, it. well, you suck, so... Well, it just looks like little tumours. I don't know. Yeah, and you can eat those tumours. No! Shit it out. Ew, like little pellets. Well, what about the what about the popping ones where you like bite into it just like a burst of like what? What's wrong with that? I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but getting fucked by clowns doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. That makes I think maybe that was like makes I think that makes me so uncomfortable. I love it. I think that's what it is. (laughs) I just want I just want to like disclose. I'm not here to kink shame. I'm very much enjoying that you have a clown and kink, and I'm very much, I'm very much. But you're gonna grateful. power through it, okay? Cool. I'm, and I'm enjoying the fact that you are like you've spent like past what year dialing me into it, mm-hmm. and it's now finally started to grow some fruit. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a problem with bubble tea, <laughs> so help me God, I will burn your house to the ground. Wait, that's not kink shaming. It's not kink shaming. Oh, I'm so just threatening you with violence. No, that's fine. And arson, but like, love that. Yeah. Listen, Arson's fun. We love burning things. Teenage years, they were difficult for us all, right? Like, yeah. I used to burn stuff. It's fine. Oh my god, during lockdown. Yeah, we're going to talk about lockdown now. Um, I got so bored that I would take cotton balls, dip them in Vaseline, and then light them on fire in the bathroom, and then put hand sanitizer around it and pretend I was making demonic circle. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I set the I set the bathroom on fire when I was a kid. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
Don't talk Love about Wagam because I interrupted you. You were talking about something else. Yeah, so uh, my sort of like uh, drug journey started with uh, marijuana. I think mm. I was like, no, I was 17. This was like the summer of... We don't need I was to know 17. how young you are. <laughs> yeah, you it, it was like, it was uh, it was in the summer of like... We get it. Of like year 12, going into year 13. Yeah. And one of my schoolmates was like, hey, do you want to come with me to see some of my friends in Morley? Tried it. I was like, this is fine. I then tried it again when college got back into got back into the swing of things and the the college dealer was selling out his stock and came up to me and was like hey do you want to buy this brownie off of me for like a fiver and i was like okay sure he from what i've heard from my mates he makes the brownies to his tolerance and he's a drug dealer who constantly has his own supply and uses his own supply he told me to have half of the brownie wait an hour see how you feel and then if and then take another half. I misremembered the instructions as thirty minutes. So there I am. Never take like never had a proper dosage of cannabis before. Consuming an entire brownie that probably has like maybe in the thousands of micrograms, so really really strong in forty minutes. I had a great time, but I look back at the street and I can see all of Leeds for like a good six kilometers. And you know you know those dolly zooms like in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, but that's happening every three seconds at a different point for, for, of focus. Oh, oh! L- listen, I I've had enough bad experiences to uh, that makes me like feel quite ill. And it got worse because then my friend called me and was like, "Hey, do you want to come see me in the park?" I was like, "Okay, fine." And I think deep down in my uh, Google Drive there is a six-minute clip of me slowly losing it before I fully break down into tears. Oh great! Yeah, See, this is the other side of it. Like it for quote unquote scientific purposes. I, yeah, no, I've the the terrible things that you think of doing and the behaviors that come out. I also like I've I've taken stuff that I don't know what the fuck was in that. What happened was so weird. I've got so many crazy, crazy stories of like, oh. What I put myself in that situation? Oh, and I survived. Oh, great, great, good to know. You know, but also like I've had bad reactions to stuff. Like fucking dude, I tell anyone. Don't, people seem to be on the whole pretty okay with fucking MCAT. But listen, MCAT is that methadrone? Oh, I I had the no! worst, a very specific reaction to it, where just the, just the inability to make any new memories was so terrifying, and I fucking hate it. No, gross, gross. Uh. Smells bad, tastes bad, I can feel it. And I like gurn as well, so like my tongue would be like covered in white bumps in the oh, morning. Because two packets of gum, like at least, is what I need. But you know, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Drugs are gross. Don't do drugs. Well, thankfully that that's that's like the one time I've had a bad experience with drugs. Every other time it's either very mild and I have like a I feel slightly giddy at best, or just get tired at worst, or it has no effect, like Coke. I tried Don't Coke. get me wrong, I've had amazing experiences as well, but I don't think it's worth No, it's not. It's just too expensive. I'm not gonna tell it's very expensive, it's also very dangerous. I'm not gonna tell people what they should or shouldn't do, yeah. but I just I'm glad that I kind of like got off that train when I did and that that kind of felt good to me um I, fuck coke man i i think i did like far more fun things way earlier so by the time i got around to cocaine i was like why why are we putting this this like why are we putting this up on those over why was this glorified so often in the movies this does nothing it sucks it's like 15 minutes of like woo, but it's not even a high it's just a buzz for me it's not for me it's not even in a buzz it was like huh my I, my gums are receding and that's it that's all i felt i got a bit like woo you know i got a bit of like energy and that was it you know I, I i was very disappointed and i was like the grossness of shoving something up your nose is not worth anyway this has been drug corner i feel like this is maybe like a weird tangent into <laughs> the prevalence of drugs poppers. in the kink community poppers make you blind by the way i didn't know this why else am i wearing glasses yeah i didn't know this but um somebody i know went to the doctor because they just woke up with cloudy vision and it did go away but they were told like oh yeah if you do too many poppers at once or for too long you can just you can just lose your eyesight mm-hmm. yeah there's been there's been times especially recently where i've been you know huffing poppers while i jerk off because i've got nothing better to do with my life right now Fair. and it gets to a certain point probably like a minute and a half into consistently huffing where i look at the porno that i'm 
jerking off to and this i suddenly can no longer see the face and it's just you know those images of like neutron stars uh-huh. like like solar eclipses <clears throat> yeah like solar eclipse that's what it looks like it's just like a black dot with like a white halo around it Ooh, yoy, yoy, yoy. i see i'm not i've never experienced the sexual like fun side of poppers i've only taken poppers back in the day like at parties and it was the same as like well that's like a brief buzz but i'm not terribly interested yeah. in the only reason why i use poppers now because i've i've stopped using them to jerk off because it's not it's worth it's not worth the effort and poppers are expensive yeah, i spent 25 money. quid on like a new bottle yesterday um which is a story that i'll get into later but oh my god you spilt a bottle when we were at mrm and then that entire bin every time someone opened the bin yeah it was like i'm sorry i'm sorry okay that was wild actually actually, no 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 what happened was what happened was i bought the poppers pump like the gas mask poppers pump from stricken and I tried it out, you know, dipped uh, poppers into the cotton ball, put that into the thing and tried it. I felt good. I felt all right. But of course, you're not supposed to leave the poppers in overnight because the fumes can degrade the material. So I was like, you know what? I need to get rid of this. And I just put it in the bin. It's it's literally, I mean, like those fumes, I mean, it's it's literally, I mean, they sell it as, uh, what's it? Leather cleaner. Um, yeah, yeah, like lens cleaner, like film cleaner and, and, and stuff like that. Like it is fucking potent that yeah. That stuff. I, I thought I thought that like the smell would dissipate. No. It but it does it didn't everything. Yeah. It didn't. I, I had re- to flush it in the end. Oh, it's guys, it's gross. I've I feel like we've gotten really like we've gotten way too real, man. I feel like normally I'm so like ha 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 ha, and today I'm just like I I, I don't know. I feel so raw and exposed. <laughs> about, like, wow, gross fucking old habits. Yes, you are old. Anyway. Um, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> let's talk about your let's segue into your kink origin then for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay. Fine. So it was a you're... cold and stormy night. No, 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 no. Because no, no, no. you're interesting. You there's something I don't know about you. There's what? something because you're like well, first of all, you're very sexual. Oh, yes. You're very anal-based, sucking, fucking, etc. That's you know, I yeah. but you told me that you didn't even consider kink for a long time and then we're introduced to it and we're like oh okay cool which is crazy to me considering how fucking kinky you are well you do also need to understand the context that i grew up in a very repressive christian household so by the time i started actually exploring my sexuality and sex in general i went full miley cyrus gotcha you did the bleach yeah Yeah. like i of course i had sex a couple of times but i didn't really i wasn't really able to make time or make connections because until i turned 16 the only way that i could get anywhere was my parents driving me Mm. i wasn't even allowed to have a bus pass until it became an absolute necessity in college Mm. and then once i was able to you know make my own time like i was i was making time for myself so then when I moved halfway down the country to university, suddenly all the gays appeared <laughs> and I had a room which had a bed that was big enough to support myself and another person and maybe a third. And then I yeah. went to a grinder hookup, uh, like a good 10 minute walk from my accommodation. And this love, this lovely, lovely person, Pup Ocean, I'm not sure if they're still active. Wait, is this is this who I'm thinking of? Circus Pup Ocean? Yep, Circus Pup Ocean. Oh. Yeah, she was the one that introduced me to pup play. Cute. Because we were cuddling, and then she was like, "Do you want to try on these? Um, do you want to try on uh, the kinky?" And like, I tried it. I think I had like a muzzle, and then uh, she had her pup hood, and then noises just started coming out from me. I don't know where they came from, but I was just suddenly like nuzzling and like. Okay, did you know this about yourself? beforehand though or was this like absolutely not i did not know where it came from i had no sexual attraction i i had no idea what pup play was i had no like pop culture references that i could maybe link back to Mm -hmm. like the i think looking back on it the closest thing i had to like a fetish would have been quicksand tell me more so like or like mud and sludge basically like i had a like, phase are we talking jumanji or are we talking like wet wet mud i think jumanji it varies it varies with consistency because okay. there was just there was just this one phase where for some reason i spent two whole days looking at videos of people stuck in the mud <laughs> covered in mud 
like like slime and sludge, like relishing in slime and sludge. Not like what the like, what those Nickelodeon awards things. Not that. And like clips from like vintage Indian soap operas of people drowning in quicksand mud thing looking slime for me it's the wetness it's the wetness and the dirt because all it makes me think of is i got stuck in a bog when i was a kid and i had to uh step out of my boots i had to leave my boots there and they sank into the bog and i thought that yeah i know i in scotland i was like what the fuck i could not get my feet out and so all of those things, it's like, um, I was going to go to, you know, Farmer Sam, I was, I was going to go to the farm and like get milk like a cow and everything. Oh, I've seen, uh, yeah, I, followed, I think I follow them on Twitter. Cool idea, but the reality of it to me is so like, that's dirty and cold and wet. Like, I don't want to be naked in the mud I, like that really bothers me for like I want to be warm and dry and cozy and clean and then then you can and then getting milked <laughs> yeah it, like I think we might have talked about this before but isn't it like just a sensory overload for you I don't know I just uh, maybe I, I it's just so it's so gooey and I, I can't stop thinking about it when it's I'm like I need to get this off me I need to get clean yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think I think you I think you just have a sensory overload when encountering slimy wet textures. <sighs> uh, yeah. Ugh. So, anyways, pup play. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> segways. We love them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's how that's how I like first discovered pup play was through or that I had an interest in becoming a pup purely because one particular grinder hookup turned out to be kinky and I just started making noises. Like I I normally make noises, just random noises. Like if I'm in a conversation, sometimes I'll even drift to a different accent. Like like earlier. Well, like a French, just a French accent, just yeah, just like a French accent or like uh, or just or like so like and it's even worse because sometimes just now's the time for sex. I don't know where that's from. I don't know. It's my sort of Flemish. Even when I'm talking to certain people, if their accent is strong enough. I will just naturally drift my voice to mimic theirs. I don't know why. It's definitely autism. I think that's quite normal, though. Like, I think as humans, we we definitely do that, especially kids who, like, move different countries and then they adapt the accent wh- where they are. Because, like, when I'm in America, I start doing an American accent, and it's very annoying to me. The thing is, though, I've, I've lived my entire life in Leeds. Well, to be fair, I was speech delayed for a good four years and had to learn English, and is now just a mishmash of whatever the hell I encounter or however the hell I feel. Yeah. Or what NPC my players decide to throw at me from D and D. Do you know what though? We're all a mishmash of the people in our lives. Hey, welcome to Therapy Corner. <laughs> so, anyways. Wait. So, hang on. I was sort of under the impression that hypno might be in the main category for you. It originally was, but I've come to realize I think I'm way too traumatized to actually be properly put into a trance. Ah, I, I, I see your uh, trauma, and I raise you a um, uh, I don't know, but um, it's it's interesting because I thought the same thing and I did a hypno session with uh, Hypno Daddy J who is like a, a, a proper professional hypnotist and it was interesting that I was like oh that was okay I sort of went further than I thought and he was like no no that's it that's it you did it you, you like those moments where you don't realize that you're doing it is is you're doing it it's not like mm-hmm. it's more subtle than that so I th- I think it is probably possible. To be fair, like the only times I've tried Hypno were through like free audio files. Yeah, and, that doesn't. It's hard to. And in those situations, I feel I can feel myself drifting, but yeah, like, the audio will be like let go, and I'm here like there's constantly like an intrusive thought yeah. butting in, and I can't like that. I my I'll always be backseat driving rather than just mm. being locked in the boot of the car. Got so it. I think I think it's a case of like if I were to encounter a professional hypnodom who'd be willing to hypnotize me. Well, also being doing it in person is very different as well to doing it online, and also having someone there, you know, who's constantly talking and knows what they're doing. I I think yeah. it does make a difference. Although I did I did talk to a um pup who has some experience with hypno because they work as like a counselor or something mm. and i mentioned about wanting to try hypno and then they they asked me one question like oh talk about yourself and i went into like a 40 minute 
summary of how shit my life was. Cool. Yeah. So I think there's a massive floodgate. Like, because when I say that I've lived through trauma, I mean everyone, everyone, like no trauma is more than anyone else's, and everyone's mm-hmm. is equally valid. But the yeah. experiences that I'd had are full. It's wholly unique in its own horrifying way that I've kind of blocked out until I see a therapist. But it's like those across the years because of me trying to like push those thoughts into a box and deal with it later. It's now sort of like subconsciously set up a wall that I think if I were to try hypno, it has to be very careful, otherwise I could break in a bad way. See, I I, th- I think you might surprise yourself, because we we are really amazing creatures. We're very resilient, but we're also very adaptive. And these walls that we build, in, in my experience, just sort of what I've gleaned from my experience of, like, you know, my own trauma and, and, and therapy, is that we are trying to protect ourselves. And so... When we build these things, there there is a real intention behind them, and they seem so immutable. But actually, it, it's not about breaking them down or confronting them. It's it's kind of about bringing you to them. Hmm. It's like, okay, well, let's go, let's go to the wall together. Let's not challenge it. Let's just sort of thank it for the purpose that it served, and see what it's like if we take a brick out of it. And we can always put that brick straight back in and nothing changes. But let's just see what that's like. Mm-hmm. And you eventually kind of realize you have the power to say, hey, I think we can take that wall down. Maybe maybe, maybe that's okay. Maybe let's just see what it's like for a second and then and then put it back and that kind of thing. And, and we're actually very, very capable of adjusting. It's, it's, it's just work. It's just hard and, mm-hmm. and, and it's work. But I, hey, I can't, I can't tout therapy enough. It really changed my life and yeah it's it's there's a big correlation with kinksters and trauma and i i always think we've gone to such an extent to accept all these things about ourselves it's not that hard of a leap to say well let's be responsible and take this into a therapeutic space well well, on the tangential topics of of us being neurodivergent on kink and trauma that's why i've as an autistic, probably ADHD or CPTSD per individual, I've always I found kink to be extremely helpful for me. Not in the sense of like it allows me to process my traumas in a safe space, but more in the sense of like because of the necessity of communication with a play partner or partners. Yes. Because of the need to constantly vet them to make sure that they are that not only do they know what they're doing, but they're also not a potential risk to you. Yeah because of all the protocols and the rules that may be in place and because all the individuals who take part in that community understand that i felt like it's easier for me to get involved in those spaces as opposed to the big wide world outside of the big tent where yeah everyone is playing backgammon they don't know what the rules are but they're very good at it meanwhile i'm here only learning chess i totally agree i i and definitely i've always felt like this has changed actually recently but i've always felt like i missed the day in school where everybody learned how to be a human being and i've always kind of felt like a few years behind or on the back foot and kink re- i really appreciate all those same things about kink i really it also is just safer it makes more sense and it's like crazy to me that vanillas are just hooking up and there's no discussion of you just sort of go into it blindly and hope for the best and there's no concept of communicating what we want you know um i mean hell like even the crudest of conversations on grinder at least they ask you what you're into yeah you up that's more of a conversation than like you know like bareback is more of a yeah i, I don't know clearly i've never been on grind <laughs> oh you don't need to try it stay off of it unless you really just want to have like a vanilla fuck fair enough but i've just, never wanted that then you're better off off grinder did you okay so kink came later but did the how was sexuality for you then cuz this is something that i've actually been touching on a lot more in the past few episodes because for me, that was never even, like, apparent or, like, a question or interesting. <laughs> so, like, my sort of, like, I knew that I was gay, or at least I, I was more attracted to guys when I was about 13, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had my first sexual experience at 14, and then I lost my virginity at 15, and it was purely vanilla stuff. Like, mm-hmm. at most, maybe a bit involving feet, but it was more just for the roleplay aspect and not because I actually had a thing for feet. I don't know if I do everything for feet now. I'll have to. I'll put a pin on that. I've got um, big feet, so we can. 
Perfect. But yeah, for the for the first until I turned like a until like partway through me being eighteen or like me turning nineteen, I only knew sex as two guys get together, they get naked or partially naked, and they have sex. They kiss, they suck, they fuck, mm. and you know maybe sometimes a bit of hair pulling, a bit of name calling, a bit of like playful begging. But I didn't realize that there was a whole separate headspace or headspaces that you could get into that kink has. But was that something you really had to kind of, like, wrestle with? In terms of... In terms of, like, accepting... Did you kind of have to accept this big thing about yourself, and then later on, kind of the kink floodgates opened, and it was almost like doing it again? Oh, no, I was just, like, pleasure-seeking. Like, Mm -hmm. when I was discovering sex, I was like, oh, this is fun, I enjoy this, I feel good about myself, compared to my very shitty life outside in the regular world, stuck at Mm -hmm. home. Then when I went to university, I loved it, I had personal freedom, I could do whatever I want. I brought people back into my house, I went to other people's houses, I Mm -hmm. could stay the whole night there. It was fun. And then I just said yes to trying on a pophood and just like a regular muzzle, and I loved it. And I started making noises. <laughs> and I had like a brief moment where I was like, wait, how where did this come from? And then regular regular scritch brain was like, Nope, I enjoy this. I like this. Let's pursue right. it. That's great. And then pup play then led to chastity, which then led to discovering what poppers are like. And I used them purely as a utility because hemorrhoids, gross. Right. And then with my partner, I discovered Shibari as a rope bottom. And it was the first time I actually fully spaced out in a scene because it was a two hour long rope play session at at an event in Nottingham, which ended in me being suspended three feet in the air. That's a long time to be suspended for the whole two hours. So the way that I would describe Shibari, mind you, I'm not as informed about this. So if everyone... Oh, God forbid, because we're so informed on this podcast. Yeah, me and all my expertise and degrees. Well, you do have like a certificate. Okay, all of the degrees behind... Yes, there are degrees behind you. There are four degrees behind me and every single one of them are my partners. So I do have a degree, but it's in fucking theatre. Oh my God, so you are a dum-dum. I am literally a dum-dum. Like... I'm, you know, I I studied like literally theatre. Like I'm barely a professional, you know. So in 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 general. Wait, so wait, does mean does that mean you're trained to like act? Yes, I used to be an actor. Okay, good because like I'm a filmmaker specializing in script writing. I have plans to basically make Queer as Folk 2.0, but more kinky, and I will need actors for it. This is like ten years down the line, but I'll keep in mind. Where where was I? Oh yeah, I've never um, seen Queer as Folk. Me neither, but I know that it took place in the gay village, and I want to do the same, except just in the eagle. I want to talk... Okay, okay. I want to talk about Chastity. I want to talk about the eagle. I want to talk about the thing. you got to finish your, what you were saying. Shibari, yes. Um, rope bondage. So the ses- the way that the um, rope play session worked with my partner was basically he would do different types of ties on me, untie them, and put me into a different position. So it started with me just got kneeling it, on the it, floor, yeah. and then he would like tie my arm behind my back. He would tie my legs together. Not like a hog tie, but like instead of kneeling where my leg is like bent, it would just be tied as being bent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then eventually worked up to uh, my hands being tied together with the sort of like knuckles of my, of my um, hands pushing against the veins of my throat. So I was like blood choking myself. And then that was like attached to a, a suspension ring above. So like, not only am I like on the floor tied up, but I'm also literally having like the tie around my arms, pull me up and partially into the air while choking me to then my leg then being suspended up along that. And then my waist being suspended until I was eventually three feet in the air. That's really and, fun. And slowly spinning. It, it's so like fun. A little puppet. Oh my God. I've had so much puppet time lately. Oh, I have to do the puppet time update. I think that's a really cool, the way you describe just kind of being pleasure seeking from the get go and seeking out the things that felt good because I had just years and years and years of struggling to like accept this thing about me and feeling like I was pushing against it and that it was never going to be something I could, I don't know, I I guess come out about or, or have be at all acceptable and and yeah i think a lot of the time we get in our own head about thinking 
all these things and overthinking them to the point that it's like, oh no, actually, it's just fine <laughs> to want the things you want and, you know, seek the pleasure that you, the kind of pleasure you want. Like, it's fine. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong here, do you feel like you weren't exactly, when you were like wrestling with these thoughts, were you trying to figure out what normal and moral felt like? Um, no, I just, I didn't see anyone like me. I, I just didn't see anybody that I, I just felt different to the kind of, I don't know. I didn't feel different as in like, as a person, I, you know, just felt like average Joe, mm. but I felt like there was this one aspect of me that no one could really relate to or understand or explain to me. Yeah. And then when I like understood what kink really was and what people are really like and how that works, it just kind of changed everything. And I was like, oh, wait, there's... I, I just didn't see someone who was like being as weird as I wanted yeah. to be, basically. So for me, again, growing up, very Christian conservative household, mm -hmm. I knew that whatever sort of stuff my parents were forcing on me was wrong right i knew that what they wanted to turn me into was not who i wanted to be i was constantly pushing back against my parents like i wanted to go into theater they wanted yeah. me to be a nurse mm -hmm. i wanted to pursue filmmaking they wanted me to run a food shop mm -hmm. i wanted to study in lincoln they wanted me to stay in leeds mm -hmm. so from the get-go and because like as a weird person i was always pushed ostracized from the like social groups and always had to like look at things and observe them to figure out how to fit in mm -hmm. i i guess without getting too i'm going oh god yeah no we're getting too we're getting philosophical now i always saw what everyone had considered truth to be wrong so i was figuring out what felt right and what was true for me so whenever i felt a wave of pleasure i was like this is right i enjoy this this is my truth fuck everything else so it was, it was it was never a case of me trying to wrestle with what felt right or what felt wrong it was more a case of figuring out just how right compared to or like figuring out figuring out how much of what i've already known is wrong rather than figuring out is this right does mm -hmm. that make sense yeah. yeah 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 so when i discovered kink i was like this is so far removed from the bible bashes that i grew up and was surrounded with it's so far removed from that where i was like i know that this is right yeah. i know that i can enjoy this and they have rigid rules and they respect people's boundaries and they respect consent and yeah. they know if consent is reversible they don't try and force it on you if you want to look into it you can you can ask them yeah but they're not going to try and force you to try it and i was like this yeah. this this i yeah. like this i love yeah. kink yes yes yeah, I very much resonate with all all those same things. Those are the things that I love about kink and found so invite that that it, it's why I f I felt really like oh this is my place. These are my people. Mm -hmm. Um I'm going to have to put you know what I'll do. I'm looking at the time. I'll instead of a story time, I'll do the update on my travels cuz I had my second chastity experience. Mm -hmm. I went to the fucking Eagle in San Francisco. I had puppet time. I'll put that all all, all in separately. Yes, but please do. The stuff that you were saying about assuming the things that are true not to be true and instead seeking the things that feel good and then you can say for certain are, that makes a lot of sense to me knowing you because the way that you experiment with kinks is very cool. You're like, oh, that 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 part of that aspect of that feels good. I want to I want to try that. Mm -hmm. And so I want to ask you, what do you like about clowning? And I guess also, how was that MRM experience where we all went out as clowns? Okay, so I previously, I didn't see the interest in clowning because it was like, I've never encountered clowns before. And the horror, like the sort of horror movie tropes, like Pennywise and stuff, I don't really watch horror movies. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have any connection to them. Sure. So from the get-go, it was like it was a very neutral spot. Like they exist, cool. I like being a dog. I don't know how that relates to it. Oh, it does. But, uh, that's what we're getting at, though, because when we start, how do we even get? How do we even like? What was our first interaction? Like, how did we? Uh, I don't know. Twitter, I think. I think it was Twitter, like because you were, you were following me, I think, because we were mutually following. Yeah, I think it was like Drake and Ocean and uh, those sorts of people. I yeah, think we just sort of found similar circles yeah and then you started talking to me um which great wow oh i'm so um, sorry <laughs> no it's fine you've you just do better next time um 
<laughs> I'll drive to Manchester by myself. Oh, no, please don't. No, no, no. Good boy. Good dummy. Okay, so, um, but when you started talking to me about clowning and then when you were like making those little suggestions mm-hmm. and dropping those little honorifics, uh-huh. I was like, okay, um, like that's not my thing. But I can see, I can, I can see how clowning can be a cousin twice removed to putt play, uh, yeah. and then a cousin once removed, and then when you started getting me to pull faces mm-hmm. and like cross my eyes and stuff and blow up my, my cheeks and my nose, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is exactly like putt play. The only difference is I'm not wearing a neoprene hood; I'm wearing makeup that looks really bad on me. I think you looked amazing. I uh, yeah, actually no, yeah, I, I I did look really cool. Thank you for putting it on me. I look so cool. Fucking fishing for compliments. <laughs> I I mean, you're meant to look stupid, right? But like, I you had the biggest nose, and that was, I think, the right call because that like totally suited. That was so nose. fun. To to match the smile that went from cheek to cheek, just yeah, just being in a space again because dum dum. Yeah, and I'm a very silly dum dum, and I'm so shocked that I don't have enough money now to afford that clown nose because I want that clown nose now. Oh yeah, you should get it. So, so I'm good. waiting on student finance to come in with my new, with my next maintenance loan so I can <clears throat> buy it. You know, instead of affording actual things that students need to do. Yeah, I mean, what do you need? Food? Yeah, yeah I'm going to do my graduation thesis on being a clown, and I can write off the clown nose as a business expense. Oh my god. Tax evasion. Woo. Oh. <laughs> Tax evasion. So hot. Okay. Yeah. I'm uh yeah, I'm looking at the time. We have to uh go in a sec, but No. Okay. No, we're not. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm not. We we can, we'll do, we'll do a follow up live in Manchester. Oh my god, let's do that. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, let's do that. That would be great. Save everything that we didn't touch on today. Okay, I'm going to write it down. Because today was weird. Oh my god, we can do it in the car. Audio quality. Because the car will be running the entire time. Yeah, okay. (laughs) We'll do like stopovers at the service stations. (laughs) Record it in the service station. I love the services. Listen, I've now done this a couple times. So what you need to do is just have a ton of snacks. And every hour you have a snack. And then... When you get to stop at the services, it's more for like peeing and, you know, sort of have lunch or whatever, but mm. you just got to keep it going. And then it makes every hour like an event. Anyway, it'll be so much fun. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Let's do that in Manchester. Yeah. I think that might be a good like final episode for the for the season. season. Yeah. Because yeah. we're at 30 now, which is crazy. God damn. For this season, yeah. Or maybe I make that like a special... Anyway. Have you got a yay for the day for me? Because uh, we've got to end on a positive. Sometimes okay. it's a bit like we get down um, the or, or it gets heavy. Like when or... you say like a yay, like just real. a positive thing. Yeah. Ooh. Oh God, why are you telling like the most pessimistic person in the room this? you got to. you got to. That's why we do it. <sighs> oh, actually I do. Because yesterday... There you go. Yesterday, two of my mates from Lincoln, who I have introduced into kink because they they like being sexual like uh-huh. me and i did, i like got them interested in pup play one of them's a kitten one of them's a pup they visited me in leeds and we spent the entire day like we only had a couple of hours but within those like short hours we went to a restaurant like a little japanese restaurant that had like a shiba inu walking around and a koi pond Aww. i know it's so cute little tokyo in oh leeds my gosh, that's highly amazing. recommend um, we then went to uh, a little game store next, like next to it, and had a look at all the gay comics and books that they had on the shelf. And I had to drag myself away from the dice bin because I wanted more dice because I have a dice addiction. Fair. Um, Although I'm on uh, for D and I'm on Fight Club now, so I just do it all in the app because. Uh, see, I like having the physical dice because I know sensory. it is, but I lose pretty, them. Pretty, pretty, colored bricks go clack clack. Yeah, but they fucking vanish. Like I'm, I lose anyway. Anyway, anyway. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, so we went. So we went for food. We went window shopping. Then we went to Prowler, which is like the one adult sex store in Leeds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and had an absolute laugh. Me and my mates were like ragging at each other, and even like the staff got involved as well because apparently they think I'm a twink. Oh, that's really cute. I'm not a twink. Well, I'm a fuzzy, hairy, chubby little 
positive. Chubby little dum-dum. I'm not a twink. I have a personality. Yeah, you're a dummy. I don't really know what the definition of a twink is other than something that, like, oh, it's, it, I am pushing myself off a ledge every time I say that word because it is my moist. It's like, I do like the word moist. Moist is fine. Yeah. Anyway, that's a great yay. Yeah. And then met a, afterwards, we went to a little bar and then met up with Handler Gordon, who has been like a longtime friend and a very well-known member of the pop community because he literally collars like almost every single pop. He has like 30 pops um, under his like, under his like leash. And I got him to talk about, talk to um, Spooky and Rogue the kitten and pup respectively about what to sort of expect a doggy weekend because they're very socially anxious and i'm trying to get them introduced to as many people as possible such as you in advance of doggy weekend so they don't feel as overwhelmed because mm-hmm. normal kink events you just go to like a social at a bar their first kink event is doggy weekend it's a whole weekend yeah of it's a whole stuff that's so, so great yeah that's awesome um okay well not i I don't think this is a cop out mine and then i had a wank (laughs) oh that's great yeah sorry i'm interrupting what's your yay of the day mine's gonna be fucking doggy like i'm i don't even have a ticket i like i'm not even going for the events Mm -hmm. like you guys will and that'll be fun for them because you'll be with them but i'm like basically just chaperoning (laughs) (laughs) but that's gonna be so much fun road trip and like fun times and it'll be nice to be in manchester again and see people and have fun. Yeah. And then I'm going to Newcastle for a day for a masquerade ball, which is going to be super, what? super cool. So, yeah. Are you able to take photos? Because please send me photos. Yeah, of I course. I, I've asked if I can wear my pup hood, and they said that's totally fine. So, Oh my god, amazing. Yeah, I'm just going to wear that with like a tux. I do want to go to like a ball sometime. Like wear up, like dress up and like reach. This is a private event. Like... It's a birthday. Oh, I know, but I do want to... I... You don't have an invitation. Sorry. Sorry, no dogs allowed. <laughs> okay, that's fine. You can sleep on the sofa bed, and I'll have Except both me. the single beds in my room to myself. That's okay. Listen, if you want me to stop at any services, otherwise I'm just putting you in an happy. Let me make myself perfectly clear. No. Boss. Oh, now I get it. Cool. Yeah. Good job. Uh, okay, anyway, where can people find you online? So, you can... F- oh, God. You can find me on the Twitter, currently X. <laughs> Um, at simply underscore scritch. That is at simply underscore scritch. <laughs> you can also find me on Blue Sky as yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. I'm on Blue Sky, and I've got an invite code as well. So oh, hell, cool. let's let's make that a thing for this yeah, podcast. If actually, you can, yeah, the best best sort of like the next best story that you can put on, I'll give them a Blue Sky code. Oh, that's great. Okay, I, so I let me check if I have any. Uh, yes, I do have one as well now. So. Yeah, so as always, you can find me on fucking Twitter at Tistoda, but I am now on Blue Scab, baby, and it is actually really, really fucking cool. Like, it is exactly the same, exactly the same, um, except currently they don't have messaging, but that's coming. Or video and, uploads. Which is also fine, because that's coming. Um, and it's really nice to be on, because right now it's just... Like, I, I'll go on Twitter for like two minutes, and I'll mm-hmm. time it, and it will be like, oh, wow, I'm... I'm bubbling with rage like there's some horrible opinions being bolstered or some yeah. terrible you know blah 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 and it's, or it's just so like... petty like there's another th- there's another thing about the manchester gays on canal street wow or clone zone has been attacked for like the fifth time it's 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 always just designed to aggravate or upset you and so going on blue sky is quite nice because it's it's just a blank slate right now it's just complete tabula rasa and it's just oh it's all my friends like doing their porn it's 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 it's, it's like it's like the best of instagram no ads. best of instagram meets the best of twitter yeah it's really nice so um and I'm, uh, handily enough, I'm at Tistota on Blue Sky as well. And I do have an invite code. So maybe we should do a little something where, like, people can win an invite code. Maybe, uh, yeah, send in your story and I'll pick one of them mm-hmm. to get an invite code. That'd yeah. be cool. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at simply underscore Scritch. Or you can find me at on Blue Sky at dot biscuit.social yeah yeah they all have that dot dot cool yeah just just scritch on blue sky and i guess you can also find me on recon 
as Scritch oh. Kingster and um, Mastodon. <laughs> no one uses Mastodon. No one uses Mastodon anymore. Rest in peace. Uh, oh god, I need to update that bio because that, that is was so a hot outdated. Fad. Yeah. Anyway, it's been super lovely having you on, Dummy, and I can't wait to do this road trip. I think. I well, let's try and record something in the car and see what the quality is like. Because if it's garbage, then never mind. Absolutely, but we should definitely. We should definitely. It's we just gonna like end. It. It's gonna end up being just. We're gonna try and record something, but knowing how horny I am and how excited you are, it's probably gonna end up being as content for your just for fans. Fantastic. I'm okay <laughs> with that as well. To be fair, I do need content as well. I, I have so much, I just haven't taken the time to upload it. And I just need someone to sit down and do it with me, like a child. I just need someone to hold my hand and do it with me. Let We'll do it. It'll be great. I can finally yeah. reignite that fucking thing because I've got so much porn that I've made that I just haven't posted and people ask for it. And yeah, I'm like, and I can, yeah. like a, I can do like a, like a, like a big, I can be like a beta tester, you know. Oh, great, yeah. Well, a mega tester, knowing me. <laughs> oh. Ow! Good though, though. And that's All on right. the big top. <laughs> Thanks for joining me and join us next week as we go under the big dad. Bye. guys, Barney here. I just want to take a quick moment to talk about the program that brings The Big Top to life, Zencaster. I use Zencaster for all my recordings, and since taking over The Big Top fully, I have actually tried other systems, but I ended up sticking with Zencaster. It's so easy to use. You don't have to download anything, just log in using your browser and start recording a high-quality podcast right away. It records studio-quality sound and up to 4K video with guests, along with a full suite of professional tools that let you produce and publish all from one dashboard. Being a creator has genuinely never been easier. And I love that I can send a simple link to my guests and we can record over a video call wherever they are in the world. Also, if you're like me and cannot stand the sound of your voice, Zencaster's built-in post-production process makes such a difference. It automatically removes ums and ahs, awkward pauses, reduces background noise, and makes me sound so much better. Plus, the hobbyist and Creator Plus accounts are always free to use, and their professional accounts are free to try for 14 days, no credit card required. Go to Zencaster.com forward slash pricing and use my code BIGTOP, and you'll get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan. I want you to have the same easy experience as I do for all my podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story.